Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Living a Full Life. Really special guest this week, Dr. Otto Janke from New York City. He runs Empire Longevity. He's going to get into what got him into this in a second. Thanks for being on the show, Otto. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hey, are you going to be making a uh, piano uh, song in the back in just a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. It's just the background. Background music. <laughs> Great to be with you, man. Great to be with you. Yeah. So, um, you know, the common question I get is why, why would I start something like a uh, longevity, a longevity process? And, the, and the, the very, very simple answer is uh, 2005 in which um, on a Saturday morning, which is a very unique Saturday morning. And um, my mom who had been diagnosed with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, idiopathic, we don't know, pulmonary lung, and fibrosis scar tissue is that so for the last about almost two years her lungs started to fill up with scar tissue it's a horrible horrible disease because you end up watching someone you know and love and care about deeply you start to watch them slowly suffocate more and more and more and on the saturday she gets up from her table at the she gets up from her chair at the kitchen table and walks to the her recliner in the living room. And it's, you know, it's like 15 steps, something you and I don't even think about. We could hopscotch it. We could do backward flips to get there. She has to stop two, three times to get there because she's out of breath. Hmm. She finally gets there, slumps, boom, into her chair as she had been because this is exhausting for her. And while she is catching her breath, which takes a while to do, catch your breath. She gives me, I call it the Pope wave. She gives me one of these and um, she says, call the priest. And I said, "Are what? Are we on a, on a stopwatch or calendar? What are we on here? Mm-hmm. And she says, call the priest. So I made a call to the priest uh, to schedule her last, her last rites. And I sat on her, her stool looking at her while she's still, still, gasping for breath. And this is minutes later. And she says six words, which changed my life. And the six words are without your health, you have nothing. Hmm. I couldn't fully comprehend at that time, but those words have been etched inside my heart and tattooed in my brain. And it was a couple years after that, after I, I honestly came out of a depression and the overwhelm of having both my parents die within a five month period. Hmm. I, I decided that I wanted to help. Well, I'll be I'll be real straight with this. Is that I want to be selfish with our time, Enrico. I want to be selfish with our time. And there's no possible way that you and I can have our best times together unless we're our healthiest. And if you're not at your best, I can't be at my best. And so I want to help you and I and everyone we know to be as healthy for as long as possible. I don't know if you're going to live to 100, but let's try. But more importantly, let's try to live that way and engage people, laugh, live in love, and make a freaking big-ass dent in the world. And let's do that stuff. And that's what led me to starting Empire Longevity. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, I, when I talked to you uh, a few days ago, I was like, let's do a podcast because Otto, you know, 
He's got energy like a twenty-year-old. He's only forty-two, but he's got energy like a like a twenty-year-old, uh, and, and uh, it, it's great to see that because then you're you're an advocate of what you're talking. You're preaching, you know, to the to what the walk that you walk, which is great. So tell us a little about longevity, like your empire longevity, and then we're just going to get into. So for anyone that's listening, we're going to get into some cool stuff about living a long, healthy life. But tell us about empire longevity specifically because I really liked it. I like what you're trying to create about teaching the world, teaching the masses yeah. about this. So it's really cool. Thank you. So we've had had we need we need a process, we need a platform that doesn't overwhelm you with what you think longevity is. It's the definition that's been commonly used is someone's long life, which is the most boring definition of a word there possibly could be, because mm-hmm. no one wants a longer life. No one does. What we want is to engage, laugh, live, and love more for longer. Here's a crazy thing. Because I ask people in my practice on a regular basis, how long do you plan on being around? And I'm a chiropractor's office. Why are you asking me that? Because this sets up the mentality of what you think, how good you think you can be. And the classic is a young woman who's 22 years old in my practice. She's fit. She's a college student right up there. And she... um, she says, uh, well, I think about um, 62. I, 62? What I'm are glad you talking you get that about? Too. I asked the same question, and people will say something like 60. I'm like, what? Yes. Because <laughs> they've seen other 60-year-olds, and they don't want to live like that. They don't want to live like that. Yeah. I saw my parents go out like that, and mm-hmm. I had to help them for the last seven years of their life. I don't want to go out like that. They died at 62, dead at 64. I don't want to do those years. And so I'm cashing mm-hmm. on at 62. And you start going, my dear Lord, you are a decade, 15 years, 20 years less than what the average American is doing. Yeah. And you ask them this question. And this is a, a pivotal question. I understand that uh, that's the time you've given yourself. But what? And they always, always, but what if we can improve that your years? And they're like, well, that would be great. But most people don't think they have an opportunity to change that, that the way that the, the Queen Mary is going. They don't think they think they're the, the Titanic. It's going to hit the, the, the glacier no matter what happens. And it's absolutely not true. We have steps we can take every single day. We do a little bit of this every single day. It adds up, adds up for weeks, months, days, months, decades. And we can make a profound change in that. Yes. Yes, that's that's fantastic. And I'll tell you a quick story about my parents. They're luckily still alive. My dad's an immigrant from Italy. My mom's an immigrant from Greece. Um, my dad's turning 80 in, in two months. My mom's 75, going to turn 75 in the summer here. So she's 74. Um, you look at them. Well, my dad is aging now. You can see it at 80. But you look at my mom, you won't believe she's 75. Like she does her hair. She, she loves clothes. She, I mean, she looks like she's 55. But and people, you know, when I when I look at them, they never buy processed food. And we're going to get into this. I know we're going to get into this. And they take no prescription drugs. My right. dad's 80 and takes no prescription drugs. And he's been through colon cancer 10 years ago. So I I don't know. But longevity kind of has a formula to it that has some right. universal principles that hopefully we can touch on. But I'll let you carry that, that whole thing. So that's really cool. So Empire Longevity to teach people in the masses What's this program going to do or what's it doing? So here's the simplicity of it is that I think it's super important that you eat great, not eat a lot, eat great. I think it's super important that you exercise. 
It's also super important that you have mental rest and focus. I think it's super important that you have an optimized nervous system. All of those. It's not that I'm going to exercise and then that's it, or I'm going to be a vegetarian and that's it. It's we have to do all of these things. And I know it seems like it's overwhelmed, but it's not. Your ancestors, my ancestors all did these things very, very simply. They didn't call it diet. They didn't call it nutrition. They call it the way we live. And if we just do these small things every single day, small things, I'm not asking you to run marathons. I'm not asking you to, to become a vegan by any means. I'm not asking you to become a CrossFitter. I'm asking you to do these small things every single day that the people around the world have done for millennia. And we're going to push how long you can be around. And one of my greatest things is more better years. We start doing this. It's not hard. Matter of fact, it's inexpensive to do. Yes. Love it. More better years. Great. So let's get into longevity. Let's get into, um, you know, let's not tear apart the U.S. uh, culture of, you know, food and exercise and everything completely because we know what a mess it is. But I think people are already stuck in that mess. So what, you know, what can we, what is it that you said a couple things there? Like it's about doing the little things. And I think about my dad, I always joke about him, five foot three from, you know, the Naples area in Italy, uh, never been to a gym in his life. Never, never lifted a barbell, never gone on a treadmill. He laughs every time. He's like, I'm not going to go on that thing and fall. I'm like, well, you think I'm stupid? And uh, I'm like, you know, millions of people do that, dad, right? It's like, well, they're stupid. Um, so, so, but worked hard his whole life. I mean, grew up on a farm, farmer, young age, uh, concrete work through his years. But and he, even up to 80, he walks three to five miles every single day. And he's up in Canada. So he'll go to the mall in the winter and just walk, you know, seven laps around the entire big mall that they have there. So he, but those are the little things. So even though he's never been to a gym or never done CrossFit or never done a marathon or never ran a day in his life, he's making it to 80 in very good health um, because of that. Could he prevent cancer if he did some cardiovascular exercise? Could he have done other things? Those are questions that come across my head. But I like using real life examples. If you want to, uh, to reach a goal, or if you want to emulate something, find the people that are there that have reached the goal and kind of learn from them, right? Yes. Um, same thing with my mom. My mom has been at gyms and used to be a swimmer and used to do other stuff. But uh, even at their age now, all they do is just go for a short walk. But uh, it's just being able to walk that you know helps for sure. So that's one thing. But go ahead. But so you look at the at the the Japanese women. Japanese women are pushing by far the envelope what it is to be around for for longevity to be active. And that's one of the key things. No one wants to be around without being active, without without participating in your family, in your community, maybe in your profession. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Japanese have pushed it dramatically far. And um, per population, the Japanese have less gyms or spas than, than we do in America. But they're pushing the envelope what it is. And they said, what's the difference? They ride bikes and they walk much more than much more than Americans do. We have to put walking paths out for Americans to go walk. It's just part of your lifestyle. It's just part of the lifestyle. The, the American, we start looking now at the federal guidelines for exercise. 150 minutes. So it's 30 minutes, five days a week. I'll give you the weekend off. Five days a week, 30 minutes for moderate walking. And that's it. I'm not asking you to ever lift a weight. I'm asking right. you to do 30 minutes a day. That's it. It's simple. If you have a dog, if you one of the greatest things you can do is find two people to go walk with 
that's your group, that's your gang, and you are going to propel yourself into longevity just by doing a simple thing like that. That's a great one. Yeah, let's get into food because, and you're probably talking about the blue zones, right? Uh, so the blue zones, the blue zone, yeah, the blue zones has some, has some um, neat things about it. it. I think it doesn't go nearly far far enough, mm-hmm. especially in the advanced technical ages that we are in. We need to start looking dramatically at an optimized nervous system. We have to look at that. I, I think there's like so there's four or five keys to get the nervous system fantastic. One, of course, is, is um, exercise. I exercise this morning, 4.30 in the morning. Um, I eat a certain way. I make sure I get great sleep. I Here's the crazy thing about sleep. If I asked you, what time do you wake up? You say, I wake up at this time every single morning. You'd be, hey, I wake up at 5.30. Look at me, I'm part of the 5 o'clock club. What time do you go to bed? Well, it's between this time and this time. If mm-hmm. we are so if we're so adamant upon the time we wake up, we need to go back this many hours to the time we go to bed. Right. It's a fundamental thing. How much does that cost? Nothing to do. Our children, we have to make sure the children are in bed by this time. Why? Because we know they function better with that because they're going to be waking up at this time. If it's so important for the babies, why is it important for us? Right. So true. So true. You got to work backward. You need seven to eight hours a night for sleep. That's what the research shows right, you know, right to the end. Oh, I am. Uh, I've turned 61 next Friday. And mm-hmm. one of the things is I am an, I am adamant. I'm a miser about my sleep now. It's not, it's not a question. This is what the people do. But one of the biggest keys we need to have you do, and it is fundamental now, especially in America, with advanced technologies, we have to get your posture to be better. You will decay fast, two and a half times quicker on the inside if you have that classic forward head posture. You will decay faster. Not F, ifs, buts about it, you will. I think the um, so the blue zones falls short on that only because the people in those, problem, those places don't have the technology that we do. That's true. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. Good good point there. So we talked about posture, we talked about exercise, we talked about sleep, how important these things are. And I'm sure we're gonna spend most of our time on nutrition here. Uh, the biggest thing most people do is just all the ill advice that's out there. Skip breakfast, eat breakfast, don't do this, eat crap for breakfast, eat sugar all day. I mean, the the guidelines are not guiding anybody in the right direction. And why is right. there so many different guidelines? Like this just drives me nuts. I moved across one little border from Canada to the US and we got two different guidelines, but yet the same right. grocery stores and the same uh, what's going on here. So let's talk about food. I mean, there is no you know veganism or vegetarianism or whatever it is, particular diet that you follow that is better than anyone else, except for one that the literature actually does show has a well balance in all the foods that we need. And for my research, it goes towards that Mediterranean type eating of, you know, fats, good fats, uh, proteins and healthy carbs. That's uh, but let's dive into that. What do you you're the expert? So there's a simplicity to eating. There always has been a simplicity to eating. I've interviewed I've had the opportunity to to uh, interview uh, Dr. Michael Greger, who has the how not to die and how not to diet uh, books. Mm-hmm. Uh, T. Colin Campbell, the China study, the largest, at that time, the largest study on nutrition in the world. Um, Caldwell Esselstyn Jr., who has a book, How to Prevent and Reverse um, Heart Disease. If you're in America, that should be a mandatory, all those three should be mandatory readings. 
Um, and uh, so I asked those three people, experts in the field, why in America have we screwed up nutrition so much? And they all come back with a simple word. Well, who's paying for it? Who's mm. paying for the commercials? It's not, it's not the farmer down the street who's going organic. It's the mega company who says, we're going to get you to eat this stuff. I understand. I have a personal relationship with tiramisu. I traveled around the world eating tiramisu. Last time in Italy, I was there for 10 days. I had tiramisu 14 times. I <laughs> give you not a personal relationship with it. But here's the reality. I really don't eat it in America. Right. It's not because I don't eat it because, uh, first of all, I've had the best. And second of all is if I start having the stuff, I'm going to want it all the time. So I don't. I make a very, very simple choice. You can't go wrong. There's there's a section in the grocery store. What's that called? Oh, yeah, the produce section. Yeah, that's it. Holy cow. When I went to a vegetarian-based diet, which is much more – so I, I was the meat and potato guy for years. I went to a much more vegetarian-based diet. I, I'm a ve- I'm a vegetables first, for, uh, you know, plant-based first. When I started doing that, I had to open up, which is the neatest thing, open up how I cook, the number of spices I use. The biggest bang you can get for your body is in the spices. It's not, it's in the foods, of course, but it's in the spices also. I had to learn how to recook, and it's fantastic. Other thing that Americans do, 75% of Americans are, are um, haven't hydrated enough. 25% of seniors are super hydrate, super dehydrated. dehydrated. They are at critical levels. Yes. If you are any, if you're a typical American who is on, who's fulfilling almost 15 medications a year, 15, uh, 15 medications a year, then you need to be hydrated to have those things work properly. You need to work properly. So I hydrate. I have, I drink one of these at work every day. I drink two glasses of water first thing in the morning. And the, the biggest pushback you get from that, Enrico, is people say, well, I have to pee more. <laughs> okay. <Cold point. laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. If that's yeah. the worst of it, then we got nothing to worry about. There's a simplicity to eating. A simplicity to eating. We get overwhelmed with the minutia of, of how much minerals I'm getting, how much vitamins I'm getting, instead of, instead of looking at the simplicity of, I'm going to eat what's in the produce section. I'm going to learn how to recook. I'm going to take the things that can't last on my shelf for, you know, months on end without without going bad. I'm going to start eating things that are simple. I'm going to hydrate. I'm going to get rest and sleep. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to move every day. We start putting those small things. And by the way, you're going to spend the money at the grocery store anyways. Why don't you spend it on this stuff? You're going to you're going to get up and move anyways. So do this for 30 minutes. I'm going to make sure I go to bed and I'm regimented about my bedtime. Here's the reality. You can watch that same game 14 times tomorrow. You can find out where that dead body was from 40 years ago. You can watch that TiVo, whatever you want to record it. We, we take our longevity and our health for granted until the house is fully engulfed in flames. And then we say, I need, I need a fire department immediately right. for my health care. Instead right. of asking for more architects in your health, we are architects of health. I want to guide you towards the best best decades to come forward. You can't do that with the same doc who's prescribing the meds. That's the tough part of America. 
that's the tough part in America. You know, I got good medical doctor friends who run family practices. Um, and, uh, you know, we will sit around sometimes and talk and, and joke around and, and, you know, they tell, they ask me about Medicare and I tell them about my patients and they're like, it's a different world in my office because yeah. the, the patients, first of all, our average age of Medicare is higher than that, theirs. Why? Because yeah. ours are vital and driving themselves to their appointment at 84 years old. Um, and they don't have that, they, you know, they don't, they have sick people. So, and they're just always asking, you know, uh, but, but the, the, the difference between that is that the ones that are coming to the chiropractor have a completely different trajectory than the ones that are going to the medical office. It's, it's a completely different one's refilling prescriptions, their 15th prescription. The other one's trying to stay off the two, uh, water and blood pressure. You're trying to get off of their blood pressure bed, you know? Um, so, it, and it's all comes from a mental ab about that creating architects and bringing architects into your life to make sure that your longevity, your health, your vit your vitality stays as high as possible through, through as long as possible. Of course, I love what you said. It's not about how, how long we live. It's about the quality that we have during the years that we're here. And that, that said, my parents, even with their European mentality, their biggest fear is being a burden to their family. And I'm yeah. like, is that what drives you to stay healthy? And my mom's like, I never thought about that, but I think so. I think that that fear of being a burden to you or anyone else drives me to just do the right things. And my parents just, they home, they're both great cooks. So that helps. That truly does help because they love to eat and it's 90% vegetables and low quality or low quantity. They don't eat a lot. It's just, maybe they'll skip breakfast, maybe not, but they're 80 now. So now they're allowed to do whatever they want. <laughs> um, they, you know, I think they've done a great job, but that's my personal role models. I'm sure you all have role models out there that you want to look to, whether they're in your family or not. And these are the people that I would, I would watch. I would watch. And the funny ones that smoked for 20 years and they're still 80, that's, that's fine, but they're doing other things right that help them uh, make it that far as well. There's things we can do. Yes, you can have some candy. Yes, you can have some tiramisu 14 times in 10 days. Yes, you can do this stuff and you could be fine. But yeah, those are all great tips there. So when it comes to diet, what are three things people need to focus on for sure? If they're going to revamp, if they're really going to make a change, they're like, you know what? 2024 is going to be different. I am going to do these three things with my food um, and that should propel me in the right direction. What would you say those three things are? First of all, I would drink more water. Simple. It costs yep. you nothing to do. Number mm -hmm. two is I would stop eating past six o'clock at night. If I'm gonna be in bed by nine, I'd stop at I'd stop eating past six o'clock. And three is I would I would plan my food out for the week on Saturday and Sunday. So if I planned my food out for the week and I do this, I've been doing it for years. I plan what I'm gonna eat for the week. I'm in, this is November, and so we are now in my favorite season of the year, soup and stew season. I love soups and stews. I make probably two or three soups or stews Saturday and Sunday. Love them. And so I plan out for the week. I already have food made for me for the week. I don't have to worry about scrambling around and doing what I call the beagle, which is going around every single cupboard in the place and trying, trying to find something quick to have. So I plan it out. If I'm going to plan it out, that means I have a menu. If I have a menu, that means I have a shopping list. I start at the grocery store. It comes in the kitchen. It goes to me. I start there. You aren't changing anything. You aren't changing anything dramatically. You do those three things, um, you're going to see 24 to be just a simple, a simply better year.
Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Otto. Those are great tips. I'll put all of Otto's links in there if you want to look into Empire Longevity and get some newsletters and all that cool stuff that he does. That's fantastic. Um, but one thing, you know, the 6 p.m. deadline, what is that all about? Why, why stop eating at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m.? So the classic is you're looking at probably three hours before you actually go to bed. So mm-hmm. I'm at 9 o'clock. You know, I, I, start, I start the process of uh, the dogs, the cats, uh, preparing my week, my, my, my next day. Um, I started early, probably about eight, eight thirty, And so that I'm in bed by, I'm processing, getting ready for bed. I'm in bed by this time. Mm. Um, I do that. I take my Hulk Hogan vitamins, get my, uh, say my prayers and get my pajamas with the feet on, uh, super important things. So I, I prepare these things, you know, I get my clothes ready for tomorrow morning tonight. So I don't have to scramble for those things. I do. I I'm systematized about this. But your body, the most um, calorically uh, compromising thing you do is eat. It it demands the most energy from you. Your Mm. body, when it sleeps, when your body, when it sleeps, it wants to repair. So it wants to focus on repairing and healing and adapting. And so if you are eating late, you aren't given your opportunity to have great sleep. Love it. Love it. It's simple. It's so simple and it's so simple, it's so simple and, co- and, you know, I love, I love um, reasonable, effective and cost effective. My three favorite words we use in my practice, reasonable, effective and cost effective. This costs you nothing to do. It's reasonable. It's super effective. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. Yeah. 50% of your health and vitality happens during your sleep. The other 50% are the choices you make during your awake. And uh, when people add, you know, we have a weight loss program in our office too. They're like, what do I need to do to lose more weight? Sleep. That's uh, where you're going to lose weight. You got to sleep. That's where you're going to burn the, the, the fat off. That's where it's going to, it's going to happen in your sleep. They're like, what? Cause they're thinking exercise that they have. Yeah. Anyways, that's a whole nother podcast, but, uh, <laughs> but that's great. Thanks Otto. This is great. Uh, you can catch him on empire longevity and uh, reach out to him anytime. He's a super cool guy. He loves social media. He loves all that stuff. He's there for you. Uh, really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Grazie, signore. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.